He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Welcoming a fellow hard rock and heavy metal fan that also happens to have had one hell of a career in comedy and entertainment, appearing on the big screen in movies like Half-Baked, numerous TV appearances, including a five-year stint on Saturday Night Live, countless stand-up comedy specials, and one hell of a good guy. Any second now should be hearing from the one and only Jim Brewer via the Laser Hotline. This must be him. Hey, it's Andy. Hi, Andy. It's Jim Brewer. How are you? Jim, I'm great. How about yourself, man? Doing really good. It's an honor to share the airwaves with you. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. We're excited for you to uh, get your month of November started here in lovely Des Moines, Iowa. I love Des Moines, Iowa. I believe I went through there with, uh, did I go through there with Metallica? I feel like I did. Didn't they hit Des Moines? We had a one-off show in June. I don't know if you were a part of it, though. I saw you. Ah, no, I wasn't. I want to say you, I saw you up in Minneapolis, though, with them, right? Yes, yes. That was the second show, yep. Yeah, right. still trying to figure things out, but it was fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. Live and Let Laugh tour rolling into Hoyt Sherman Place on Friday, November 1. Correct me if my math is off, but I think you've reached a pretty notable milestone in 2019, haven't you? Is it 30 years in now? It is. I started making my move, and I said I'm going to do this the rest of my life. In Jul- uh, I started July of 1989. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so it's 30 years I've been cracking away at this madness we call comedy. Right. That You know, that's an incredible achievement, considering the careers of so many greats didn't last nearly that long. Yeah, I mean, it's been in my blood my whole life. I still absolutely love me- out there making people laugh. I'm really passionate about what I talk about. And I take every place where there's 200 people or 2,000 people I come out to smash your face, and I want you leaving going, dang, that was the greatest comedy show, and I've seen the best of the best, but Brewer's right up there with one of the best. It's certainly a physical show. I walk out of there feeling like I was in a mosh pit because I was laughing so hard. I think one time, <laughs> dude, Jim, I might have cracked a rib once seeing you live. Well, the cool thing is, I mean, just go on my social media, and you'll see... That's usually what happens. I don't. I don't like small laughs. I uh, I like where you're gonna have a hard time breathing after a while. That's <laughs> those are the laughs we need. So, uh, yeah, definitely take the next day off because you're gonna need it just for rest with your temples, your face, and your stomach. That's great advice. You're in a unique position in which the characters you've played over the course of your career. Whether they be in film like Half Baked or on TV like your time on Saturday Night Live. Hell, even some of your best-known bits as a stand-up comedian don't seem to have been a hindrance on your desire to keep moving forward. How do you balance fan expectations with your own desire as an artist to progress and grow? You deliver an A game in your stand-up, and they won't even think about your past achievements. And that's what I do. And the coolest thing about my comedy following, they don't come once. This is their third, fourth, fifth time. You're going to see when I started this tour... You'll see some promos coming out soon of meet and greets, and people literally have to be hundreds of them. This is my fourth time. This is my third time. This is my fifth time. Once you see me doing stand-up, 
the other stuff is irrelevant. Hey, you know what? This will be my third time seeing you, so I'm right there with those people you're talking about, man. All right, there you go. I mean, I'm sure you you never left going, man, he didn't do this, and he didn't do that, and he didn't do this. No one thinks like that when they come see me. You, you know, you're right about that. I think that at least one thing that has contributed to the success you've enjoyed is the level of authenticity that you bring to whatever it is you do. And I think the more people believe you, the more willing they are to allow you to explore new ideas, don't you think? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, we all grow as people, so it's... Uh life you live and learn you grow and you talk about experiences so i can't keep talking about the past this is this is who i am i'm living now matter of fact one of my daughters is getting in this car right now so this <laughs> is what my life is my special guest is jim brewer appearing at hoyt sherman place november one not just one of the funniest guys in comedy he's also one of us and by that i'm referring to jim's affinity for the hard rock and heavy metal genre which he talks about frequently one of the interviews i saw with you you were talking about being a parent to three little ones and how hard it is to crank it up like we used to because of them i found that as funny as anything being a father of three and a heavy music fan myself the struggle is real jim yeah it's hard to listen to um <laughs> Number of the beast and screaming for vengeance when your kid's in the back waiting to hear from uh, the Wiggles. <laughs> or Baby Shark or whatever it happens to be. Or baby baby, baby Beluga. Baby <laughs> Beluga. Although you're past that stage. Thank goodness. Yeah, that was painful right there. This album you put out a few years ago, Songs from the Garage, I've always thought yeah. musicians and comedians would relish a reversing of the roles. Seeing that project come to fruition, was that a pretty big deal for you as a guy that obviously loves his rock? Oh, my God. I took it really seriously, and yes, it was a big deal. It did not come to fruition the way I would have liked it, but I got out of my system. I loved everything I put on there. I had a whole different vision for it. I had a whole theatrical almost like a one-man show type thing. It was, uh, but uh, the transformation from comedy to doing that is a lot different than a rock star going around doing a spoken word or trying comedy. I think, I think it's a lot easier for them. Collaborating, though, with the likes of Rob Caggiano and Brian Johnson of ACDC, that had to have been like a dream come true for you. Well, it didn't suck, <laughs> tell you that. The coolest thing in the world is sitting in a room and you see Brian Johnson reading your lyrics and singing along and putting his entire life and soul. He's sweating. He's bouncing around. He's, he's asking to take other takes. I was completely beside myself when I got to witness that right in front of me. I have yet to hear the person who can pull off Brian Johnson like you can. You know, there was a cool thing where we were listening back to the takes, and he goes, um, ah, that's not me, that's Jimmy. <laughs> and I went, no, no, it's not. That's not. That is definitely you, Brian. He's like, ah, let me listen again. And he listened. Ah, well, yeah. and I went, no, that's definitely Jim. I'm going, no, it's I, that's you. We couldn't tell who was who. One of the many talents of my guest in today's Hall Pass, Mr. Jim Brewer, known as Goat Boy and Joe Pesci from his SNL days, doing the hokey pokey Brian Johnson style, and you should hear his James Hetfield. In addition to the variety of really freaking cool gigs you've been asked to partake in, tell me what it was like to get the call from the mighty, mighty Metallica and that they were interested in taking you out on the road with them for the World Wired Tour. I was really... I didn't know what to think at first. I was extremely honored. 
that they trusted me to literally give their fans a fan experience before they went on stage. And that, that was the best gig I ever had in my life. And it was, that was one of the best times I ever had to have them say, just create something. Doesn't matter what, could be whatever. We'll leave all that up to you, which is basically what they did. And I created a, an hour and a half show as you walked in the arena to entertain people from beginning to end. And it, it didn't have to be stand-up comedy. I had DJ, I had game shows, I had backstage live action. I had sing-along, heavy metal sing-alongs. I would go on stage for about a half hour, 40 minutes. Sometimes I'd do crowd work. Sometimes I would tell stories. I, I tell you what, I think I could do that forever if I was asked to. When you're given that open invite to make the job what you want it to be, which feels like that was the case here, is that a good thing, or do you prefer to operate with a more specific guideline when it comes to work? Well, I do like... I was very beside myself, and I had a hard time rattling my brain trying to figure out exactly what they wanted because I was first approached by James and his side and management. And it was very vague, and we were kicking around ideas. And then when I sat with Lars, he gave me pretty much specifically what he's looking for. I'd rather know what exactly are you looking for. And he said, look, I'm looking for a fan experience. You don't have to be funny. You can bring a DJ. You tell story, do whatever you want, but you don't have to be funny. And that really released all my anxiety, all my fear, because I know as a diehard Metallica fan, me walking in the arena, I don't want to see some clown trying to be funny for that. Just get out of here. I'm, I'm waiting for Metallica. What is this yo-yo trying to pull off? So once I knew that was, that was my job, just entertain this crowd until Metallica comes out there so they're not just sitting there, listening to house music, and, and just waiting and waiting. Pretty awesome. I mean, I, I was part of a show. It was probably pretty early on in the tour. Second show. Yeah. Second show. But you were seeing much bigger crowds the further along you went, so you must have been doing something right. Yeah, the cool thing was, you know, he told me, he said, don't expect more than 1,000, 2,000 people. <laughs> I'm going to say by the end of that first run, it was about eight, nine, and by the time... Towards the end, they were hitting the 10,000, 12,000 mark. Jeez. By the time I was walking out there, it was pretty pretty awesome and flattering. Wrapping up today's Hall Pass with my special guest, Jim Brewer, who's in town at Hoyt Sherman Place November 1st, and tickets to enjoy the Live and Let Laugh Tour are available via Ticketmaster. Couple quick items before I let you go, Jim. How has fatherhood changed how you approach a career like you have? Well, that's way more important than the career. I come from the old school of family faith work where family's the most important thing along with your faith and morality and work keeps that alive unless you can find a passion then work is extremely easy so it's more the balancing of the world and I can honestly say that I feel like I spent a lot of good quality time at home And that's way more important than anything else I've ever done. What's the most surreal moment you've experienced? Is there one thing you think back on and still can't believe happened? 
Yeah, one of the most recent uh, one of the most recent things was I went to a Billy Joel concert, and Billy Joel. Someone asked me if I wanted to meet. And then I met him, and then before you know it, he had me come out on stage and sing "Shook Me All Night Long" by AC/DC. Wow, and really? You can watch it on YouTube. Like Jim Brewer <laughs> with Billy Joel, and I. If you knew the whole lead up to that moment, you would think we were together and we rehearsed. <laughs> it just was me meeting him. Hey, you want to go do uh, ACDC? What? Uh, I don't know if I can pull that off. And his, his guitar said, "No, no, you're going up tonight." What, what? And before I knew it, I'm like, "Oh my god, what did I? What did I do? What did I? I was in a pub an hour ago talking. Like, what's going on?" And then. There I was, 20,000 people singing Shook Me All I Love. You can YouTube it. That was one of those moments. And the next day, I'm just taking out the trash like everyone else. That's so funny. Speaking of Lars, I was just with him late last week. I was part of that big festival announcement of theirs out at HQ. And oh, yeah, yeah. Very cool, yeah. I was the one that was moderating the press conference. And um, and I've done a bunch of stuff with Metallica. And, and to this day, I still pinch myself like that. There's no way that actually happened. I can only imagine how uh, you feel. Yeah, well, I, I have known them for a while, so the pinching ended a long time ago. <laughs> but touring, touring with them is another one where I sit there and go, I can't believe that just happened. Uh, so cool. Well, Jim, I can't yeah. thank you enough for the time, my man. We look forward to ha seeing you live Friday, November 1 at Hoyt Sherman Place as the Live and Let Laugh Tour rolls through Des Moines here in a couple of weeks. Uh, until then, safe travels and thanks again, dude. I'll see you in Des Moines. All the best to all of you. I'll see you soon. Take care.